This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the same towers as all the major carriers. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Carson. Get free activation with the offer code Carson. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Carson or call 972-PATRIOT. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Hello. It's Tuesday on the way to a July 4th weekend. Uh, Many people would consider this to be a blow-off work week. Kind of like that, uh, you know, week around Thanksgiving, that week around uh, Christmas. Kind of a blow-off work week, but I'm not blowing off nothing. No siree, Bob. Been in the studio for about six hours. More hours uh, last night to uh, put together the extravaganza, uh, the, the uh, well, should I call it? cavalcade of uh, information, commentary, and even comedy today on the show. <clears throat> Lots of stuff. This is the biggest week, like what, the biggest week in our lifetimes as far as the, uh, the Supreme Court, uh, the Supreme Court rulings. Uh, many of us pro-lifers uh, waited for 50 years, nearly 50 years for Roe v. Wade to be overturned. And I think we're all kind of still in a, uh, a state of shell shock with regard to, oh, my gosh, uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Now what do we do? Well, uh, the conservative people and the life-loving people and the, and the people who love babies, uh, they all pray and uh, celebrate. <clears throat> and then the left, uh, they burn down stuff. They burn down stuff, and they threaten, and they uh, uh, create acts of terrorism, which we'll get in. Also, we've got literally people in the media. We have people in politics who are declaring war on you. There's been a lot of talk about a civil war in the, in the country, and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> say, you know, people saying, making uh, passive threats, I guess. But the, the war's already been declared. There are churches burning down. There are buildings being burned. It started in 2020. And now the left wants to repeat 2020, and they want to do it again. But you see, we're standing in their way this time. I'm going to share a bunch of uh, incidents that happened in the last uh, week or so, including church burnings, a historical church in Virginia, burned to the ground by unrepentant anarchists and Marxists. And I'm going to tell you, the good constitutional America-loving people of this country are going to fight back. We're not going to wait for the government to protect our churches. I've got a buddy in Pittsburgh. He and his friends in his uh, diocese, they are volunteering to serve as armed guards for the church. And if that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do. And if some little ant, ant, Antifa thug comes and tries to set the, uh, the church on fire, they're going to get a beat down. They're going to get a beat down. There's been a, a good deal. And, and listen, we should, we should temper any talk of physical acts of violence. 
I said that after January the 6th. I said that during January the 6th. I was hoping January the 6th would be a Berlin Wall movement, a peaceful Berlin Wall movement. And there were people that were invited to the Capitol. Oh, by the way, the sergeant of arms, the sergeant at arms for the U.S. Capitol on January the 6th died unexpectedly last night before today's unscheduled hearing of the January 6th committee. I've got details on that coming up. Yeah, he, just, he died. I don't know. He was saying that uh, uh, some leftist groups had infiltrated, professional activists had infiltrated the group. He said that. The only professional activist that I really know of would be Antifa. Antifa, they're being paid by George Soros. The reason why the, the Antifa riots of 2020 stopped was they stopped getting paid. And so there is a professional class of rioters out there. And this sergeant-at-arms, who died last night mysteriously, said that. So we're going to get to uh, this on the show. And I have some thoughts about today's hearing and what's being presented. Because we are in a full-blown banana republic. I have spoken to several guests about the disbanding of the Federal Bureau of Investigations. And I'm beginning to really believe that's going to be what has to happen. The FBI, and you could say all you want about the field agents and all that, but where's the, where are the whistleblowers? Where are the people speaking up? Where are the ones who are saying, this is wrong. We should not raid homes of people. We should not go to restaurants and, and, uh, and interrupt dinners to, uh, to take cell phones from Trump officials without a warrant and then give them the warrant after the cell phone is taken. There's a lot of nonsense going on, and this is not going to end well for the left. It's not going to end well for the left. It's going to end well for the country. It's going to end well for you and me because we outnumber them. And we also are better armed intellectually. And if they attack us, physically. Cops say migrants uh, may have been killed after falling out of a semi-truck where 50 died while it was moving as they hunt for more bodies and people who uh, may have escaped alive. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, 50 people were found dead, roasted in the back of a truck. In the back of a truck. Now, years ago, I talked about the flood of illegals coming from the South during the uh, Obama administration, and they were saying, we don't know what's causing it. We don't know. We, I don't know. It could be something, whatever. You know, we need somebody like uh, Kamala Harris to be the uh, border czar. She'll figure it out. She'll figure out where it's coming from. And I said back then, it's policy. And I say, today, it is policy. When you broadcast from, from uh, south of the border, when you broadcast to the, uh, the third world that America is open for illegal immigration, they will respond. And coyotes have responded, and sex traffic uh, smugglers, they have responded, and drug dealers have, uh, have responded. And these coyotes loaded up a truck, a, back, a bunch of uh, children and adults uh, into the back of a tractor trailer, and lo and behold, the, uh, the air conditioning wasn't working. It's 103 degrees outside. So 50 people died. By the way, smugglers covered the migrants in steak seasoning to disguise their smell. I wish I were kidding, but I'm not. I would assume that Democrats in Congress would immediately call for comprehensive border reform. Comprehensive border safety reform. Because there's no reason why 50 people should die in the back of a tractor trailer. They were willing to, after a madman took a gun and went to an elementary school and shot students while the bodies were still cooling. 
they were crying for comprehensive gun safety reform, which is gun control. I would assume after a tragedy like this, and let's face it, by the way, if you look at the number of migrants versus children gun, uh, killed by gunfire along the trail, the, the 2022 version of uh, Trail of Tears from South and Central America to here, where wildlife officials in Central America say that the buzzards are the best fed they've ever been. I wish I was kidding about that, too, but I'm not. That was a story uh, a few months ago about uh, conservationists in uh, Central America along the trail where all these migrants come. When uh, migrants die and they're left there, it's a feast day. Feast day for buzzards. If you see them circle above, chances are there's a migrant there. So what I would assume that if the, uh, if the uh, uh, Congress is so concerned about safety and so uh, abhorred by an incident where so many would die at one time that they would try to find the root causes of this and then try to develop some sort of a uh, strategy for comprehensive border safety reform. But they won't. Do you know why? Because they don't give a crap. They don't care at all. I saw a story today, and it uh, tore me up, because fortunately there are a lot of good people here in this country. The good people in this country will save the country from the bad people, and the bad people are all on the left, and the bad people are all threatening violence, and the bad people are all stealing elections, and the bad people are all uh, keeping us under the thumb of government. There's a headline from the UK Daily Mail. Scout, 15 years old. On board an Amtrak train, by the way, in case you hadn't heard, just north of here, about 100 miles, Menden, Missouri, an Amtrak train uh, hit a dump truck at an unmarked intersection. The dump truck driver and two people on the train died. Nothing can be done about it. Boy Scouts were traveling on the train, and they heroically administered first aid and helped passengers to safety. A scout on the train, he was 15 years old. He comforted the dying dump truck driver before he succumbed to his wounds. Survivors of the horror crash revealed that chaos as the train derailed, killing three and injuring 50. So despite all the idiots on the left, despite all the, the uh, church burnings, all the city burnings, all the hurling of projectiles at police officers, all of the nonsense from the Democrat Party on the left, here's a kid who's 15 years old with his Boy Scout troop doing what they swore to do when they took the oath as a scout. And I did it. Do my best to do my duty to God and country, to help other people, to, uh, for all mankind. It's been a while since we blows. But there's still an inherent need in most of us to do good. Fortunately, even those who are liberal and those of us who are conservative, we are being united. We are tired of this affront to us to what we believe, to our country, to our sovereignty. And we watch as uh, grocery prices are uh, becoming untenable. We watch as gas prices are so outrageous that truck drivers are leaving the business, retiring early. Grocery sales are empty. Baby formula. Where's the baby formula? Where's the baby formula? Where, has that problem been solved? I, 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 I didn't see any yesterday when I was at Walmart. It was very sparse. But, you know, we're so distracted by everything. I saw an interesting thing last night, and there's this guy named J.P. Sears. He's a really funny comedian and a political satirist. And I saw J.D. Sears, uh, J.P. Sears last night. Uh, he was talking with Tucker on Fox. 
and I've been wanting to get uh, J.P. Sears on my on my TV show as a contributor. I do share some of his material on my TV show because it's it's just great political satire. <clears throat> and he asked, why isn't why aren't the Democrats doing anything about all of the destruction, all of the uh, the nonsense, the protests, the CRT in schools, the transgenderism in schools, dividing parents in schools? Uh, uh, you've got the uh, voter fraud. You've got uh, the uh, supposed attack on January the 6th, uh, which is under a microscope. And then you see cities like uh, Seattle burn and Portland burn and nothing was done about it. And he said, united we stand, divided we fall. And the left knows it, that if we are divided, we are weak and the country falls. And that's what it's all about about kids that's what it's all about left wing it isn't about saving the country mika brzezinski is not concerned about the the uh, the country and what the, the right is doing to the country they don't care they hate the country as is and this is just another way to divide us and with their fingers crossed see the united states change fundamentally as barack obama said he would do which means the country blows up and restarts as a Marxist socialist paradise that the class of 98 or class of 68 has been dreaming about since 1968. So I've got a ton of stuff to get on the show, uh, lots of audio. I want to get to the January 6th hearing today that was suddenly surprisingly called. Why it was surprisingly called. Uh, we're going to get into uh, uh, the madness, the threats, the violence, the burnings associated with uh, Roe v. Wade, even though abortion is still legal in this country. And remember, kids, all you have to do is say no. All you have to do is say no to all of it. And I'm not going to play with this nonsense. The number here is 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's the Rob Carson Show. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. And you will pay the price. If you heard any of this coming from the right or conservatives in this country, uh, it would be over. Now, you'll recall that uh, uh, the the left, uh, the FBI, the DOG, the HHS, they are going after Trump supporters. They're going after Donald Trump. No Trump supporters have called for this. Will you condemn the violence? Will she not condemn it? So I guess, I guess no condemnation. I'm advocating for violence. If 
know, I was watching a uh, video this weekend, one of these little viral videos. I watch a lot of viral videos. <clears throat> and it showed a, a silverback a gorilla and its uh, son. Okay, so the baby gorilla is there. And the baby gorilla standing up, and he's tapping his chest. And the uh, the the father gorilla sitting there, kind of disinterested. And the the young gorilla is testing, testing the father gorilla to see how far he can go, because you know he's uh, going to be sowing his oats eventually, and he he's going to challenge the old man, right? And then uh, you know the father just kind of plays along, and the gorilla gets a little bit more audacious and starts to you know punch on the dead gorilla, and the dead gorilla kind of pushes him away, like ha ha, you know. And then and then the you know get the little baby gorilla pushes a little bit further, a little bit further, and finally the dead gorilla just smacks him and knocks him completely end over end to the other side of the enclosure. And that's kind of what's happening with the left in this country, and uh, a decent America loving conservatives, and, and just patriots, patriots in general. And this includes uh, those who would consider themselves liberal, uh, and I would assume there are at least a few of you who don't condone this violence. But that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. You're going to burn so many churches, you're going to do so much, and we already went through this in 2020, and we're not going to do it again. You're going to get smacked across the enclosure. You're going to get smacked. Nancy Pelosi is uh, demonizing the extremist Supreme Court. This is what I do believe to be absolutely impeachable. And we throw around the impeachment thing a lot. And Donald Trump was impeached for nothing twice. But Nancy Pelosi is calling the third branch of our federal government the third chair on this, uh, this, or this, the third leg on this stool that is the United States of America, she is calling them extremist. It is appalling to me that the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court would agree that a constitutional right, which, by the way, Roe v. Wade was not, does not exist it, if it was not spelled out explicitly and in public when the 14th Amendment was ratified over 150 years ago. Again, nonsense. Absolute nonsense. If a, uh, a, a court decision can be upheld, it can also be rescinded. It's not a one-way street for the left. It's not a one-way street. If it can be upheld, it can be rescinded. This had nothing to do with the Bible. This had only to do with the Constitution. This ruling was considered unconstitutional. Get the bleep over yourselves, and if you need an abortion, then go to a state that allows it. The same way that people in New York had to move to other states to get a concealed carry permit because they were threatened. I shudder to think how many people in, in New York City died because they had no way to defend themselves against people who were armed. <clears throat> While this extremist Supreme Court works to punish and control the American people, Democrats must continue our fight to expand freedom in America, which they have done none of. In what she says is the opposite of truth. If you look at COVID, COVID restrictions, if you look at control, if you look at regulation, if you look at taxes, the Democrat Party, again, is the opposite of this. The absolute opposite of this. You've got other attacks going on around the country. Uh, uh, an anti-Trumper, 42, with voices in his head, supposedly drives his truck through the front of a store in eastern Massachusetts that sells uh, Trump paraphernalia. You've got a restaurant owner vandalized uh, for scheduling events with congressional Republican candidates in Wisconsin. Uh, I could go on and on. But there's been a war. 
The Department of Homeland Security warning Catholic churches and pregnancy centers to be prepared for a night of rage by pro-abortion terrorist groups. Meanwhile, we know that the FBI did more to investigate parents who speak out against CRT in schools in, uh, in Virginia. Literally, the, uh, the chair of the Department of Education got in touch with the Biden administration, got in touch with Merrick Garland, and said, we're going after parents who protest against CRT as domestic terrorists. As domestic terrorists. Here is uh, Victor David Hanson, and this is something that I said, uh, Victor Davis Hanson. I said the other day uh, that we are in a tale of two cities. We live a tale of two cities. We have the bourgeois, we have the proletariat. We are the proletariat. We are the ones who have to fight for the crumbs, and the bourgeois enriches itself. And the bourgeois uh, constantly works to reestablish its power. We'll hear the audio from Victor Davis Hanson. I want to get into uh, what's happening in the country. A Catholic church, historic Catholic church, burned to the ground in an arson attack. Your calls welcome 800 6680 You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. LBJ. Now we have FJB. It's the Rob Carson Show. I don't think we're we're a society that is ruled by law. We're in a revolutionary period right now. Something like 18th century France or 1920s Russia, where the law is fluid and it's whatever the power to be says it is. Amen. So, if you're just to take some examples, if you're James O'Keefe or you're Peter Navarro, or you're Roger Stone, you're going to have an FBI come down on you like you don't know what. But if you refuse a, you know, a subpoena like Eric uh, Holder did, or if you lie uh, to a federal investigator like Andrew McCabe did, or you lie under oath to the U.S. Congress like both John Brennan and James Clapper, there's no consequences, very little. And, and so the law is uh, designed that on the premise that the, the noble ends justifies any means necessary tale of two cities i've been talking about this for a very long time and now we have officially a stasi that is commanded by the nation's chief executive and the people behind him to do his bidding two trump attorneys over the weekend a year and a half after january the 6th were arrested were hassled. One of them had a uh, cell phone taken from him before a warrant could be presented. And the, and the FBI agent grabbed the phone, held it up like, look, I got it, I got it, because that's what they wanted. And then lo and behold, there's a surprise hearing, a surprise January 6th hearing today with new evidence. So it looks like they're just looking for something, anything. And now they, they took this phone and did a, a rudimentary examination of it, which, by the way, it will be given back. What they've done is absolutely unconstitutional and unacceptable. But they're going to probably take something from that and attempt to make something out of it. They're going to make a crap sandwich, uh, and they're going to say, hey, enjoy the crap sandwich. Well, there's crap in it. I don't want to eat it. Oh, no, but look at the baguette. It's fantastic. Meantime, a historic West Virginia Catholic church completely burned to the ground in a suspected arson attack. I want to know what the F, a historic West Virginia Catholic church, what they did and what their, uh, their 
generations of churchgoers did to deserve to be burned down in the middle of the night by leftist Democrat terrorists. The St. Coleman Catholic Church, better known as the Little Catholic Church on Irish Mountain, was built in 1878 and was declared an historic site in 1984. Upon arrival, according to the uh, police department, the fire department, we found the structure would ar- was already burned to the ground and smoldering. At this time, the fire is considered suspicious in na- nature and is being investigated as arson. Remind you that several terrorist groups are targeting Catholic churches and crisis pregnancy centers around the country. Early Monday morning, New York City Church was found vandalized with the slogan of a pro-abortion extreme ghost, uh, group, Jane's Revenge. Who's been arrested from Jane's Revenge? Does Joe Biden say that Jane's Revenge doesn't exist like Antifa doesn't exist? Jane's Revenge has claimed credit for the firebombing of an Oregon pro-life pregnancy center. In a manifesto posted by Jane's Revenge on June 15th, the group vowed to escalate their attacks and called for others to commit similar acts. This is domestic terrorism. It's not Trump supporters that you have labeled. White supremacists were peaceful. The group expressly took credit for arsons and vandalism at pregnancy centers in. Are you ready for this? Listen to this. They are taking credit for arsons and vandalism in Madison, Wisconsin, Fort Collins, Colorado, Reistertown, Maryland, two of them there, Olympia, Washington, Des Moines, Linwood, Washington, Washington, D.C., Asheville, North Carolina, Buffalo, New York, Hollywood, uh, Florida, Vancouver, Washington, Frederick, Maryland, Denton, Texas, Gresham, Oregon, Eugene, Oregon, Portland, Oregon, among others. They state, we promise to take increasingly drastic measures against oppressive infrastructures. Remember the big daddy gorilla story and the kid gorilla? Yeah, these are the kid gorillas that are going to get their asses handed to them. And we're not going to wait for the Trump administration to do it. We're going to defend ourselves. Rest assured that we will, and those measures may not come in the form of something so easily cleaned up as fire and graffiti. From here forward, any anti-choice group who closes their doors and stops operating will no longer be a target. But until you do, it's open season, and we know where your operations are, the Post stated. Through attacking, we find joy, courage, and strip the veneer of impenetrable held by these violent institutions. Dear God, the irony is so thick. 35 pregnancy crisis centers and churches have been targeted since the leak of the Roe v. Wade draft. Oh, the FBI, uh, they stated on June 17th that they are investigating the attacks as potential acts of domestic violent extremism. Why are there people not being frog-marked, frog-marched into custody right now, FBI? Why in the hell not? Let's go to Sophia in Perry Hall, Maryland. Hello, Sophia, and welcome to... Uh, oh, they're gone. Never mind. They disappeared. They disappeared. Socialist Reddit group uh, posts uh, home addresses of Supreme Court justices. Discusses hunting them down at their churches. TikTok users uh, hint at using pipe bombs in retaliation to Roe v. Wade reversal. This is the most extreme terrorism that I have heard about since when I was an infant with the weather, weather underground and what happened in the late 60s. One of the top posts in a socialist subreddit featured the addresses of Supreme Court justices that turned to overturn Roe v. Wade. The Reddit users in the uh, anti-capitalist group discussed hunting down Supreme Court justices at their churches and possibly sending them mail bombs. This is what we're up against. Here's how we're winning, okay? Second Amendment case in New York. 
there have been some things that happened in California that are fantastic. They've gotten rid of the uh, the uh, uh, burdensome uh, concealed carry requirement in California. Gone bye-bye. Gone bye-bye. New York Supreme Court struck down the uh, Democrat-passed law allowing non-citizens to vote. That's another victory, kids. They tried to screw over the people in New York by getting a bunch of illegals to vote. The plan would have added 800,000 New Yorkers to the voting rolls and would have allowed them to vote for mayor, public advocate, city council, borough president, and school boards. Judge Ralph Porzio called the law illegal, saying it violated the New York State Constitution. The New York State Constitution expressively, expressly states that citizens meeting the age and residence requirements are entitled to register and vote in elections. Though voting is a right so many Americans take for granted, the city of New York cannot ob- obviate the restrictions imposed by the Constitution. The weight of the citizens' vote will be diluted by municipal workers and candidates, and political parties alike will need to reconfigure their campaigns. In striking down the law, Porzio said that the though plaintiffs have not suffered any harm the harm they will suffer is imminent so if you're illegal in the country nice try democrats you just did a face plant there's another victory on top of did i mention that roe v wade uh was nixed by the supreme court hell yes let's go to sophia in perry hall she's back hello sophia welcome to the rob carson show what's on your mind hi thanks i'm sorry about that i had to pick up my car hey That's listen okay. Um, if Mr. Um, if Mr. Biden thinks that women uh, should not have to travel uh, from state to state to have an abortion because they can't afford it, what makes him think they can afford an electric car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, and you know, by the way, and maybe that's why maybe that's why Kamala Harris uh, has said that, and and the uh, the uh, HHS secretary has said that uh, uh, they would pay for transportation to states where abortion is fine. Use our money to pay for abortion. Is that isn't that amazing, right. Sophia? Right. Well, I'm going to. Uh, well, certainly, Dick's Sporting Goods is off my list from now yeah, on, bye-bye. and any bye-bye. other any other woke company that pulls that stuff it's off it's off my list yeah well i've got some news on that the american people are saying exactly what you are sophia i've got a uh, new uh, poll that says i believe it's 70 percent of americans don't want their companies to be involved in politics so they're signing their death warrant i appreciate your phone call uh tucker had said last night that he believes that this is an effort by corporate america to pay for abortions because it's cheaper to keep women working without family leave without oh my god i've got a soccer practice tonight i think there's some truth that to that i'm not sure exactly if that's the only reason that these big companies wanted to do it because it's more cost effective to keep uh, 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 adult women from having children until they can't have children anymore. I'm sure there's some truth in that, but a lot of it has to do with uh, indoctrinated millennials and Gen Zers on corporate boards. They are listening to the uh, Candy Isle kids. Uh, And then also, by the way, uh, last week, the United States Supreme Court, uh, last uh, week ago, Thursday, like two weeks ago, uh, ruled 8 to 1 that Republican lawmakers can intervene in a a court battle to defend North Carolina voter ID laws. So they're losing on voter ID again. So they tried to get illegals to vote in New York. That's done a face plan. It's been ruled unconstitutional. They tried to say that uh, uh, ID laws are racist and uh, whatever, and uh, that's done a a face plan. So they're, they're losing their the ability to steal elections they're use they're losing all of their ability to uh to change how we are governed because their policies are so ungodly unpopular and destructive and so what they're going to do is they're going to now resort to uh, violence 
they're going to resort to violence. I have mentioned this, by the way. California dropped its good cause requirement for concealed carry uh, issuance days after the Supreme Court struck down New York's proper cause requirement for concealed carry. All right. So in reviewing an individual application for permit to to carry, the applicable law enforcement agency shall continue to ensure that the applicant satisfies all the criteria, criteria, I should say, except that the applicant need to submit a written certification of justifiable need to carry a handgun, which, of course, opens it up to any uh, leftist who is in office to be able to look at someone who is a conservative and say, nah, no gun for you. A gun for me. I, you know, I have uh, security detail, but no gun for you. This is the first step toward people who need concealed carry in cities where crime is out of control because of bad Democrat policies. This is the first step to the ar- arming up of America. And it isn't anything scary, and there's no deaths that are going to be caused because of it. There may be some deaths caused when somebody tried to commit an act of terror or an act of violence against someone, and a concealed carry permit holder uh, put them out of our misery. But it's not going to result in wholesale death like uh, Democrat policies have in, uh, in cities around America. And, and I did this thing called the daily death count of death about, uh, what, three months ago when the government assured you that if they get rid of masks on public transportation that hundreds of thousands of people would die and uh, nobody has. I think we'll have to do the same thing with the caterwauling with regard to allowing people to conceal carry guaranteed by the, the Constitution in places where the crime has been driven through the ceiling by bad Democrat policies Soros paid for attorney generals and defund the police. God, it sucks to be you. It really does suck to be you, Democrats. It really, really does. And then, of course, we heard yesterday that uh, there's going to be a surprise January 6th hearing today. They were going to put it off until July the 4th because nobody was watching. I'm going to share my thoughts on it, get your thoughts on it as well. The number is 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. We have breaking news, and it's related to the January 6th committee. The committee has just announced that it will have a hearing tomorrow. Oh, my at God. At 1 o'clock Eastern time. This must be You're big. just gathering this information now. But according to the committee, this hearing is, quote, to present recently obtained evidence. From uh, two uh, unannounced raids of uh, people uh, associated with John, Don, Donald Trump, they literally Took somebody's cell phone, one of his attorney's cell phones. This is what they're doing. This is not only a one-sided kangaroo court, but literally the going out and finding evidence mid-trial without a defense to add to whatever prosecution they have. Again, with no no defense, and uh, they'll just send it immediately to the jury and receive witness testimony. My guests are going to remain with us, so let me go right to. Yeah, let's not go to the guests because you know they're just gonna they're just gonna kind of uh, uh, you know. Uh, spew more talking points from the Democrat Party. But uh, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. They're saying that uh, they've got new evidence just obtained from the arrest of two Trump officials. Yeah, that's kangaroo court stuff here, people. Here's our new January 6th theme song. They got nothing. They got plenty of nothing. January 6th is a bust. Jim Gossett, by the way. Everything that committee says you just cannot trust. 
The hearings have produced nothing. Nothing. It's a kangaroo court. Like no ratings. It's Janie with the enemy. She likes to consort <laughs> and support. Ba-da. Adam Schiff doesn't have squat, it's clear to see. He's a pest dispenser. Evidence nobody has got. What a mockery, it's a desperate attempt that we hold in contempt angrily. Yeah, they got plenty and nothing. Nothing. The hearing's been a big waste. Ba-da-ba. Come November when we run them out. Will get a taste. They'll get their due. Biden too. Bye-bye. Nancy's through. That is Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's. Jim Gossett Comedy. Dot com. And thus far, what we've we seen, the first uh, Thursday of the hearings in prime time where all, the, all of the uh, networks cleared the slate and they went live and they gathered 20 million people lower than the ratings normally on those nights. So if you like uh, The Masked Singer with, uh, you know, whoever, Andy Dick, uh, it actually did worse than The Masked Singer with Andy Dick. I don't know if Andy Dick was ever on The Masked Singer. I'm just using it as, a, uh, as an example. And then the next, uh, what was it? It was a, a Monday morning. They came back, and there was 10 million people watching it. And then that following Wednesday, they decided they'd uh, put it off because nobody was watching. And they came back on Thursday, and fewer people watched it. And then last week, they did another one, and fewer people watched it. And they were going to go until July 4th, after the weekend. But suddenly, they found some evidence. They, uh, they harangued. They harassed. And uh, they arrested two Trump lawyers. I'll get to that. That's where they got their evidence. This is uh, the worst thing I've ever heard of. With regard, imagine you're in a trial, and in the middle of the trial, the prosecution goes out, serves a warrant, arrests two people, takes their cell phones, and says to the court, "Yeah, we got new evidence. We want to we want to uh, assemble the court today, not next week. We're supposed to today, so we can we can have some more evidence for the prosecution. Of course, the defense will not be able to uh, counter this at all, and this ultimately will just go to the trial because we just want the the defendant to be found guilty, so he can't run for president in 2024." All of this is going to blow up in your ever-loving faces. Let's go to uh, Jay in Westminster, Maryland. He'd like to talk about concealed carry. Hello, sir, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hey, doing, Rob. Good. What they're missing is due process. That, yes. That's why it's going to blow up in their face. They have yes. to have due process. Yes. I'm calling about the Maryland State Police. They seem to be dragging their feet. Uh, they, they're talking about they, they haven't gotten their paperwork together yet. I'd love to hear them call and respond and let us know why we're not getting our, our right to carry permits. Uh, it's not like they didn't know this was coming. Yeah. The, uh, the court has been talking about adjudicating this for all year. Yeah. So, Jay, you have tried to get a concealed carry permit in Maryland, and what sort of headwinds have you faced? Well, they're, they're not quite ready yet. We got to give of course them a they're little not. more. We got to give them just a little more time now. <laughs> this is all new to them, no. and and it's gonna it's 
going to take a little bit of time to get the paperwork right. No, Jay, what they're trying to do is they're trying to find another way to stop you from getting a concealed carry permit, and then they're going to launch some sort of countersuit against the uh, suit that uh, the Supreme Court voted on. So that's what they're trying to do, Jay. I think it's a little disgusting, to be quite honest, of law enforcement, because law enforcement knows that, uh, by and large, concealed carry permit holders are the most safe gun owners out there. It really is uh, disingenuous and disappointing uh, on the, on behalf of some members of law enforcement because uh, most law enforcement members know that concealed carry uh, permit holders uh, respect the Second Amendment and carry it for a real reason. Let's take a break. we got to come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, so coming up, the uh, Senate Sergeant at Arms, Michael Stenger, who was in charge of securing the Capitol on January the 6th, died suddenly one day before the Capitol Riot Committee is set to call a surprise hearing to present newly uncovered evidence that could come from the cell phone of uh, Trump election lawyer John Eastman. They arrested him at a restaurant and took his cell phone before handing him the warrant. I've got all of that, plus your phone calls coming up next, 800-922-6680. And Andrew Giuliani joins us at the top of next hour to talk about running for governor in New York. Primary is today. Don't go anywhere. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, hour number two, and it is a really big day in uh, seven states around the country with uh, primaries happening. One of the biggest, of course, is uh, in New York State where we will decide, where voters will decide who the Republican uh, nominee will be to run for governor. One of those uh, is a friend of this radio program and an outstanding uh, human being, Andrew Giuliani, and he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Rob, always great to be on with you, especially on a beautiful primary day here. We're asking New York voters to come on out and vote. And I guess anybody you know in New York, give them a call and tell them to come on out and vote for Andrew Giuliani, especially before the polls close tonight at 9 p.m. Now, Andrew, uh, how is the uh, the turnout looking so far? I can imagine that it's going to be pretty high for a number yeah. of reasons. Uh, uh, how is it looking so far? What are, you, what are you predicting today? Well, I think there's going to be a rush after work. And looking at all this, actually, this morning was a little lower than we were expecting, as a matter of okay. fact, which... I think actually it sets up very, very nicely for us. Look, we've always looked at it this way. Uh, Giuliani supporters generally are, are out to work. They're working. Uh, they're going to have to come on out and vote after work, and that's what we're asking people to do is come on out and vote on Election Day, obviously, today. But i got to tell you, Rob, looking at all the numbers, looking at all the polling, we just had a poll that came out, had us winning this race by four points. But every single poll that's came out in the last ten days has this race within the margin of error. This really? Really, really close. And it's all about making sure people come on out to vote today. It seems like the establishment uh, is behind Zeldin. I've, I've seen uh, uh, a lot of uh, kid gloves with regard to the treatment of Lee Zeldin. Uh, okay. Tell me what's the difference between your candidacy, uh, your uh, governorship, and what Lee uh, Zeldin plans on bringing to uh, the state of New York. Well, I think Lee's a flip-flopper. You can see this in the fact that he had said he thought Andrew Cuomo would make a good president. You can see it in the fact that he called President Trump's statements racist before he defended him, and now he won't even mention them anymore. Uh, in Andrew Giuliani, you're getting a genuine person who's actually going to come up to Albany and not get changed by Albany, 
but actually come and change Albany. He's going to come up with the wrecking ball that Albany needs. Just like Rudy Giuliani in New York City and just like Donald Trump in the United States of America, we need a change agent who's going to come in there, not a typical politician. That's the difference. Yeah, Andrew, there's a, the, the right is winning a lot in this country. We just saw Roe v. Wade struck down. We saw yeah. uh, this uh, concealed carry in New York City. This is a big deal, Andrew, particularly since your father was uh, essentially attacked by someone uh, this week. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's Staten Island supermarket work, worker. He has been released without bail. Tell us about that, and then uh, let's move into the uh, New York City and concealed carry. What exactly happened? With your dad. So, so dad was hit on the back while he was uh, in a supermarket. He's actually taking pictures with some people, and he was hit on the back. Um, you know, uh, he's got a bad back, so he's still in a little bit of pain. But the guy's tough. He came out uh, and later that evening threw a first pitch at a Little League game in Staten Island. Uh, so, you know, he's excited he came back. I think more than anything, the thing that frustrates him is not the individual incident. It's seeing where crime has gone in New York City and in the state of New York. you got to remember, this is the guy at the helm of taking yeah. – from New York City, from a place that had over 2,000 murders a year in five short years to less than 600, basically turning the rotting apple, as Time Magazine had highlighted it as, to the safest large city in America. It breaks his heart when he sees our cops being thrown under the bus like this, when he sees bail reform being passed, and, and you see more and more New Yorkers being victims because of it. And so for me, I look at this very simply. This is something where we need to make sure we are empowering our police again, Day one of a Giuliani administration, we repeal bail reform, and we end this war on our police. And by the way, we fire district attorneys like Alvin Bragg and Gonzalez oh, yes. in Brooklyn who are taking Soros money and who are not executing their oath of office. Yeah, there is a, a good deal of violence being fomented on conservatives, on uh, on religious institution, on pro-life uh, 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 clinics around the country. And what your dad, uh, literally someone come up smacking him on the back, uh, uh, screaming a, an obscenity at a, at a gentleman who's you know, 78 years old. Yeah. Uh, this this on the heels of a legit threat against a Supreme Court justice. I also and this isn't politically, uh, but uh, but Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage. Yeah. Um, by so so, if somebody can get close enough to smack you on the back, there's a lot of other things they could do, Andrew. So you know it's amazing, Rob. I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but this yeah. came to me. Uh, you know, what's amazing is I remember working in the Trump White House and and seeing, uh, you know, the left saying your your words are violent. If they're violent words and all this stuff. Yet when actually people do physically assault people or actually do attack people that are on the right, it's kind of like us. Oh, you know, we're not even going to pay attention to it. It's something yeah. that doesn't even matter. But words are. I mean, it really is amazing when you look at the hypocrisy that we're dealing with in the country right now. And honestly, New York is one of the places where I think we see it on the highest level. And that's why we really need a change in New York. I think there are more New yes. Yorkers that are ready for a change. And, and that's why, again, we're asking people's voices to be heard at the polls today. Andrew, they've already said that a million Democrats have gone to the Republican Party uh, just in the last year. It's it's gigantic, the movement, because the, the Democrat Party, I've been saying literally for probably 15, 20 years, is intellectually and morally bankrupt. They prove it at every turn. They want to cheat in elections. Uh, in New York, the Supreme Court struck down a Democrat passed law allowing non-citizens to vote. Yeah. Uh, how, did, how was that, uh, how was that uh, news greeted by your campaign when uh, the news came out yesterday? Oh, we were ecstatic looking at it. And think about this. This this bill that was passed by the New York City Council last year, the lame duck New York City Council, 
was so bad and so unconstitutional, if you can get to a level of unconstitutionality, <laughs> I don't know if you can, but it was yeah. so unconstitutional that even Bill de Blasio would not sign it. Even the worst mayor in the history of New York looked at it and said, uh, this is never going to actually hold up in court. Eric Adams technically did not sign it. He took no action, with, which actually made it law, but he would not put his signature to it, I think, because he knew it was going to be ruled constitutional. Look, Rob, the reason why this passed in the city charter and not in the state constitution is very clearly because in Article 2, Section 1 of the New York State Constitution, it states clearly twice that you need to be a citizen of the state of New York to vote. So it directly violated the New York State Constitution, and that's why it was ruled unconstitutional. But just the fact that it passed the city council in the first place, I think it shows you just how radical of the thinkers we have in New York. Well, it's also uh, not only radical, but also ruling against the America, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the will of the American people. There's a lot yeah. of that going on. And I got to tell you, you, you in this race, uh, not only your race, but also races around the country, you have a choice to make. You can bed down with those who would burn down Catholic churches. You can bed down with those who would burn American cities. You can bed down with those who want to upset the balance of power by opening the southern border and corrupting the elections. Or you can say, you know what? Done with it. Done with it. Uh, because ultimately you're going to lose if you go down that direction. I want to ask you this, Andrew. Uh, when you become the governor of the uh, the state of New York, what are the first couple of things? I won't say I need exactly one, two, three, four, five. What are t- your biggest priorities when you, uh, when you after you uh, swore your, your oath? Well, as governor-elect, I can tell you I'm going to learn how to write left-handed because Day one is going to be so busy, I need both hands to actually <laughs> sign everything that we're going to do. But I'll tell you some day one ideas immediately. Uh, fire Alvin Bragg. Fire any district attorney that is taking Soros money that is not to execute their oath of office. That's right under Article 8, Section 13B of the state constitution. I'll enact threat, that right there. Uh, the health mandates, that again came right out of the executive branch. So it doesn't take the legislature at all to make sure all of these COVID mandates, to quote another great Republican president, go in the Ashman of history. And anybody who lost their job because of these mandates get their jo- gets their job back with back pay. And then from an economic standpoint, we're going to take the same approach that President Trump took and something that I got to work with him closely on in the White House, which was regulatory reform, cutting red tape. When he said for every regulation he'd sign into law, he would cut two. That number was over eight to one by the time he walked out of the White House. And that's why we saw the record low unemployment that we saw in the United States of America in early 2020. That's just day one priority because that's going to come right out of the executive branch. When we want to talk about what we're going to do week one, we're talking about actually proposing one of the biggest tax cuts in the history of New York. We're talking about budget cuts all across the board. We're talking about sitting down immediately with making and making sure that cashless bail is fully repealed. And we're going to end this war on our police. So I know we're running out of time over here, but it just tells you how busy a day one and week one we're going to have because we need it for New York. Uh, next step in the caffeine, uh, the cap caffeine, the campaign <laughs> caffeine. You're never on caffeine, it's I can tell you. Caffeine. The, the next stop on the campaign is getting some caffeine just to stay going right now. So that, that is that's absolutely a good slip right there. But but um, you're look, but you will be going up against Kathy Hochul, who is not an elected elected governor. Uh, what are you going to do as far as pointing out uh, the misdirection of Kathy Hochul? What are you going to be hitting her on? I, I think just the fact that honestly, uh, she's probably just as corrupt as Andrew Cuomo. And you look at the stadium deal; her husband is profiting off of this stadium deal. It's amazing when you think about that. Uh, and then when you also look at the fact that her first personnel decision, her lieutenant governor, after seven months on the job, 
was arrested for campaign finance fraud. Yes, uh, yes. That's the kind of judgment this woman has. She also looks, and during her State of the State speech, never mentions cashless bail and bail reform. She, she only mentioned crime about the 20th minute. So it shows she's just playing politics. She doesn't actually care about the welfare of New Yorkers. You need somebody who's going to actually come on out day in and day out and ask of them and their staff one very simple question. What can I do today to make sure New Yorkers' quality of life and safety improves today? Everything and I'm going to tell you, uh, New York City is a is a metaphor uh, for L.A., for San Francisco, for uh, St. Louis, for all Democrat-run areas that are just completely out of control. I think Americans are tired of suffering the indignities, are tired of suffering the uh, the violence and the crime and the inflation associated with uh, embedding yourself with the Democrat Party. And, and you know, i got to tell you, Andrew, I would never consider moving to New York right now because of what Democrats have done to it. They've made it so ungodly. Uh, expensive to live there because of taxes, impossible to live there because of regulation. And it sucks because New York City is a fantastic city. New York State is a beautiful state. It's like Eden on Earth, like California. But Democrats have made it unlivable. So I wish you the best. Before we part, uh, just final words here before uh, people go out and vote in New York, sir. Rob, you're absolutely right. I mean, look, we saw this play back in the early 90s as well, where New York was the rotting apple. We can change this state again. We can make it truly the greatest state in the country. We just need to make sure that we limit government here, that we just protect New Yorkers. And if you do that, I'm telling you, more more people, more businesses will flock to New York. But that starts today. And it's making sure that if you live in New York, you come on out and vote for Andrew Giuliani by 9 o'clock. And if you don't live in New York, call a couple friends of yours from New York and tell them to get out and vote today before nine o'clock and vote for andrew giuliani andrew thank you very much my friend godspeed i wish you the very best i will be watching newsmax tonight for all the election results uh be safe and have a great fourth of july weekend sir thank you you too happy birthday america all right very good that is andrew giuliani running for governor of the state of new york uh, against lee zeldin and others uh wish him the best let's take a break you're listening to the rob carson show Mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation. It means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. This is the headline from uh, NBC News. Before the Civil War, northern and southern, southern states did battle over fugitive slaves. Once again, something legal in one state is illegal in the state next door. So they're saying that uh, we are leading into a civil war. Even though there's no slavery involved here, it involves uh, states saying, uh, we don't want to be abortion states, and some states saying, if you want an abortion, come here. This is according to the, uh, let's see here, uh, Ariella J. Gross, professor of law and history at the University of Southern California Gould School of Law. Uh, what we had in the years leading up to the Civil War was failure of what lawyers call comedy, the idea that states will respect uh, other states' laws for reason of courtesy, consideration, and mutual expect. Uh, that starts to break down when you have those really stark differences over an issue involving a fundamental right. It's not a right. And what's, uh, what, that's what happened in the years per leading up to the Civil War. Not a right. Not a right. The... Uh, the uh, Slavery was abolished by an amendment to the Constitution. 
There is no amendment to the Constitution for abortion. It's not. And this talk of civil war, don't go there. The left wants to go there. They're shooting their mouths off, but they, they're poking the gorilla. Honestly, madness. Uh, Senate uh, Sergeant at Arms Michael Stinger, who was in charge of uh, securing the Capitol on January the 6th, died suddenly just one day before the Capitol Riot Committee is set to call a surprise hearing, which we were, you know, announced yesterday with new evidence. New evidence! The new witness is going to be uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, an aide to Donald Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows. Hutchinson will be the first White House employee to testify publicly before the committee. That's the big thing. Well, here is the guy who died last night. Here is uh, Senate Sergeant of Arms Michael Stinger, who was replaced. And he says that uh, the Capitol was infiltrated by professionals. This is the constant give and take of security. There is an opportunity to learn lessons from the events of January 6th. Investigations should be considered as to the funding and traveling what appears to be professional agitators. Professional agitators in the crowd at the January 6th protest. And by the way, the the, uh, the assault on the Capitol bef- started before Donald Trump finished speaking. And Newsweek reported over a year ago that 14 left-leaning groups had infiltrated the January 6th crowd. And Trump supporters never wear flak helmets and body armor, grappling hooks, and bear mace. Antifa does. The FBI ambushed Trump election lawyer John Eastman as he was exiting a restaurant with his life and seized his phone, with his wife, I should say, and seized his phone. They did this out of nowhere. Eastman filed a federal lawsuit in New Mexico on Monday, asked a judge to order the feds to return his property, block the January 6th investigators from accessing his phone. Is this the new evidence that they announced yesterday? Well, if it is, it's essentially taking evidence that has never been admitted into a trial, injecting it without any say from the defense, declaring it sacrosanct in some way, shape, or form, and using it against the defense and the defense not being able to defend itself. Here is the, uh, the audio from the arrest. So already the committee, speaking of Stalinist overreach, has had Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro arrested. Neither- this is uh, the Stasi. These are jackbooted thugs of our government who are going after their political opponents directed by the executive branch. Of whom committed any crime. They've also had the Fed search the home of a former DOJ official called Jeffrey Clark, who we spoke to last week. Yes, and he was herded out onto his lawn where he had to stand in his pajamas for two hours while they took uh, electronic-sniffing dogs into his house and took all of his equipment, all of his uh, electronics, just like they did to, uh, to Project Veritas. Then on Wednesday, the FBI showed up to seize the phone of a former Trump attorney called John Eastman. Now, critically and illegally... They seized his phone before they presented him with a warrant, and it's on tape. Watch. They made him put his hands up in the air. They took his phone out of its carrier, and the uh, FBI agent waved it like, we got it, before they served the warrant. End of discussion. You can't look at that phone. You have to return it. Sir, go ahead and put your arms off for me. Can I see the warrant? Sir, put your arms off for me. Can I see the warrant, please? I'd like to see the warrant. I'd like to see the warrant. I'd like to see the warrant. You'd like to see the warrant. There's no warrant. I'd like to see the warrant before you take my property. Sir, there's a warrant right now, sir. Right on. 
But isn't no big deal just having his cell phone taken from him? I don't think so. And uh, they forced me in the position. Look, I, as an attorney, I have ethical obligations to do everything I can to protect the privileged communications with my clients. So we will be filing a, a, a motion, it's called a Rule 41 motion, to retrieve my phone, to retrieve any information they've taken off of that phone that they have illegally seized from me. Uh, and we'll be doing that uh, in, yeah. in short order. But, this is the new evidence they were talking about. They, were, they might have been a little premature. But you know what? Democrats have a problem with that. They're doing, the other thing they're doing is they're forcing... Just the, think about your mother and ice cream. Those of us that you know, don't bow the knee to the Biden administration to rack up hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees trying to protect our constitutional rights. And, those and that's of what they're doing to Trump administration officials, starting with people like, uh, uh, let's see, uh, this man right here and Katie McFarlane almost driven into bankruptcy with false allegations. Here's uh, John Eastman about the warrant. Well, we don't know because the warrant doesn't say. It authorizes them to seize my phone and all the information uh, contained in the phone. Now, that is uh, unconstitutional. The phone should be returned. I'll get into the details on this, share a little more information. And then we're going to get into the bad guano craziness of the left, including Whoopi Goldberg, with regard to Roe v. Wade being repealed. By the way, all you boneheads, uh, abortion's still legal in some states. Thought you should know. This is the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. I said months ago that 2022, the summer of 2022, was going to be very, very difficult for all of us. When you uh, talk about not only uh, the, the fuel crisis, the baby formula crisis, in this country, the food crisis that is uh, impending, if it hasn't already hit you already, we've got shortages on everything and things are only going to get worse. And you've also got uh, Supreme Court rulings that the left cannot stand. We had the overturning of Roe v. Wade. It took 49 years to get here. And I knew that the left would go bad guano crazy with regard to Roe v. Wade. And they certainly are doing that. And it appears that the Biden administration... Democrats in Congress and activists around the country are perfectly fine with terrorism, arson, vandalism, and potentially murder. What happens when one of our Supreme Court justices is murdered? It nearly happened two weeks ago. A leftist whipped into a frenzy by the left, including people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. You know, the expression, it's always funny till somebody gets hurt. Well, it's not funny. But somebody inevitably will get hurt when you use this kind of language, when you foment violence with your words. And the FBI is going after Trump election officials and Trump uh, lawyers like John Eastman. He was uh, leaving a restaurant with his wife. They seized his cell phone, then gave him the warrant. So they need to turn the phone away right now. They need to give it right back to him. And oddly enough, just a day or two after this happened, the January 6th committee says, we have new evidence and we have to come back from our break. We were going to wait until after July 4th, but we want to have an emergency hearing because of new evidence. And they're saying there's a new witness which is a big nothing burger. Haven't heard that in a while, have we? 
But the feds ambushed John Eastman on the day they conducted a pre-dawn raid of DOJ official Jeffrey Clark. Jeffrey Clark said 12 FBI agents, two Fairfax County police officers, and an electronic sniffer dog searched his house for three hours, and all of his electronic devices were seized. For why? What's the reason? What are you looking for? If we get to a point where uh, public officials can and law enforcement can just break into your home to find anything, even though they don't necessarily have a crime in mind or, or the, uh, uh, the potential of you uh, uh, assisting in the committing of a crime, then the authorities can get away with anything. Wasn't it Stalin that said, show me the man, I'll show you the crime? Meaning you could find anybody, just pick them. Use the heavy hand of government, you'll find a slip somewhere that you can jail them for. And you can ruin their lives. And you can make their lives cost prohibitive with legal defense funds. Here's a little more from uh, John Eastman, the man who was dragged out of a restaurant and they took his phone from him. But there's no indication of, uh, of, of any crime that this is connected to. Um, that's apparently in an, attach, in an affidavit, but the affidavit wasn't attached to the warrant. The Fourth Amendment's very clear here. Uh, when they search and seize your property, they have to give a particular description of the things to be seized. And, and saying it's identified in the affidavit, if they don't attach the affidavit, doesn't qualify. Give him his damn phone back. The courts have been very clear about that. So this, this warrant is invalid. Do like you did with Hunter's laptop. Just lose it. But on its face. Um, but more importantly, and I, and I think this is extremely important, the, the authority to seize all of my information in modern, modern smartphones, that's access to all my private financial records. That is more than just phone records. That's everything in your life. That is essentially kicking down the door of your entire life. And suddenly the government has access to everything, including privileged information. And they will do nothing good with it. I'm an attorney. It's access to all my privileged communications with nearly 100 different clients that I have currently. All, this stuff, this stuff uh, is what we used to call a general warrant that the British king issued to just go rummage. Did you just hear that? Now, I do believe that I have said on more than one occasion for a couple of years that the founders of our country, their, uh, the desire for a, a change in governments pales by comparison to what's going on in our country today. Through somebody's belongings to see if they could find evidence of some crime. The very reason we have the Fourth Amendment is to prevent that kind of abuse, and yet that's what they're doing. Yep, yeah, show me the man, I will show you the crime. This on the heels of an establishment of a Department of Disinformation. Joseph Stalin created his Department of Disinformatia in 1923. And Joe Biden, earlier this year, quoted Joseph Stalin, saying that it's not who votes that matters, it's who counts the votes. Let's go to Tom in Annapolis. He'd like to talk about concealed carry. Hello there, Tom. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Oh, thank, thank you very much to your ops boss and your, your call screen. You're very patient. I just yes. wanted to talk about the concealed carry law, and then if you give me more time, I'll expand upon that. But okay. uh, first of all, I'm not in the NRA. I never have been a Republican. I'm a hardcore uh, conservative, moderate. Uh, I like the old Mike Mansfield, who was a Less decent Democrat senator in the Senate, perhaps. But uh, here's the problem. 
I was stationed at Camp Lejeune or Lejeune from 94 to 96, and when I was there, everybody, all the liberals got their panties in a wad because, oh, North Carolina crime rate's going to skyrocket, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all you needed after they changed the law for concealed uh, weapons carry is that you weren't a felon, you didn't have any, you know, uh, signs of aggression or mental illness, and they did a, a, a very mild national agency check on your background and make sure you didn't have any outstanding warrants. That's it. And guess what? After they let people carry concealed, the crime rates dropped. And no longer, you know, <laughs> people seem to be much more courteous at intersections. Oh, yes. There was less talking trash to each other at an intersection or a, yep. a fender bender. And so all this crap that the Democrats are feeding, it's just that crap. 100%. What's your other point, my friend? Oh, my other point is just, just the, the direction the country's going in, and it's, it's just, you know, you're right. One, you know, Chuck Schumer should be in, indicted for marrying, making a terrorist threat because he said, you have, you, you're going to reap the whirlwind. Uh, yes. You know, where's that effect? Yes. The Kavanaugh. And if that's yes. not a death threat, I don't know what is. But It's absolutely, it is absolutely irresponsible. That kind of language is absolutely irresponsible. You'll notice yesterday that uh, Beetlejuice, the mayor of, uh, of, uh, of Chicago, literally screamed out, F Clarence Thomas on stage. That Very is a, a, a gigantic breach of protocol, not only class, but also it is inflammatory and has to be unacceptable in a civilized society, Tom. This is nonsense. Yeah. And we have just started to got I, we've got to say no. Go ahead. And I just heard on your show that the Sergeant Arms that who was the Sergeant Arms of the you know Congress, he's now dead and uh not since Clinton's uh, bodyguards from the Arkansas State Police started disappearing hither and yon have I heard such great timing for the Democrats. It's just but kind they, of weird how that happens. Isn't it just kind of funny how that happens? Now, did you hear that Ghislaine Maxwell, whatever the hell her name is, she's actually on suicide watch right now, even though she's sowing no, her lawyer is saying she's sowing no signs of mental illness and no desire to kill herself. So I'm thinking they need to call it an assisted suicide watch because I have a feeling there are a bunch of Democrats who'd love to assist her in her suicide time. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're going to shut her up, and, and just like the, mm. they shut up the state troopers that, that guarded Clinton, I'll go to my grave thinking that. I'm retired military, so I'm not usually a conspiracy freak, but come on, there's just too many weird things yeah. happening. So thank, they, you thank, you for, thank you for the time, and thanks for your service, Tom. I appreciate it. You know, it's like one of those things, and I always like to say the reason why I think the election was stolen, because I'm not stupid. The reason why I knew that Hunter Biden's, uh, Biden's laptop was real, because I'm not stupid. The reason why I knew that Donald Trump didn't collude with Russia is because I'm not stupid, because the Russia had no, no uh, compelling interest whatsoever to have Donald Trump a hawk on defense and a hawk on the economy and a hawk on uh, natural resources. No, no compelling interest to have Donald Trump be the president of the United States, but every reason for Hillary Clinton. And it's kind of like that, that, uh, that creeping feeling you get when your spouse is cheating and you know that person is lying to you and you just know in your gut and you see all of the evidence but they deny the deny deny the lipstick on the collar for lack of a better cliche the perform the perfume the you know underwear whatever the hell i know what that could be the blue dress like with bill clinton what <laughs> what's this honey oh nothing 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 i'll put that in the washing machine i'll go ahead and take that down just shout that out yeah no, no problem at all uh no no i'm gonna go ahead and look at it real quick it's kind of like what is this never mind i'm not going there I could, but anyway, it's like that. It's that sinking feeling you get when you know you're being lied to.
And the lid's coming off all of this. The lid is coming off of all of this nonsense. And the left is doing everything it can to put out the burning twister board. And they're doing everything they can. They're dying like movie vampires, like I've said. They're doing everything they can as they watch every bit of their agenda get chipped away. Roe v. Wade, history. Concealed carry restrictions, history. Uh, illegals voting in New York, history. Showing voter ID, uh, the new reality. It's not racist. All of these little things chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Nobody's watching MSNBC. Nobody watched CNN Plus. People are turning away from this nonsense. And Joe Biden said that he was going to unite America. He thought that conservatives would come over to his left-leaning agenda. He was wrong. But what it's done is taken people who consider themselves to be classically liberal, and it's made them go, you know what? I don't like my kids being taught to hate other kids because of their skin color, and I don't like my kids of color being told they can't achieve anything because of institutional racism. When I see the greatness of black history in this country, and I look at the hurdles that Martin Luther King had to go through, and to say that my child can't do that in 2022, bull crap. Bull crap. And in the meantime, in the last 24 hours in America. Robles is called the tree of broken windows and spray paint on a local pregnancy support center. Police say it may be the work of an extremist group. The center in Paso Robles is called the tree of life. It offers services like free pregnancy tests and ultrasounds. It also offers baby clothing and post-abortion counseling. Well, that's got to be burned down. Paso Robles police say someone vandalized the center between Friday night and Saturday morning. They say it may have come in light of you know, the they, overturning. They need like a Kyle Rittenhouse in that clinic, I'm thinking. Of Roe v. Wade, called Jane's Revenge. They say the. Oh, and hell yes, I mean that. Group's letter stated that they intended to cause harm. KCBY reached out to the Tree of Life but did not hear back by the time of this newscast. Police say they have one. no suspects so far. Uh -huh. Authorities in Virginia ah. are investigating an act of vandalism at a pregnancy center in Lynchburg this weekend. Blue Ridge Pregnancy Center counsels women with unplanned pregnancies but, but does not refer them for abortions. Graffiti sprayed on the... Well, then they've got to be burned down. ...building leads Lynchburg police to believe it was done by abortion rights activists on its face. Page no, they're abortion, abortion rights terrorists. They're not activists. Praise the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Governor Youngkin responded to the vandalism on Twitter by saying, quote, there's no room for this in Virginia. There's no room for this in the United States. Now, coming up, uh, Whoopi Goldberg sounds off. She's been very upset since they took Princess Leia away from her. Also, uh, the unhinged remarks of Mika Brzezinski, uh, not a terribly smart person, and uh, she went a little bat guano crazy. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the Rob Carson Show. Now we know what happened with the Supreme Court yesterday. If you read Clarence Thomas' concurrence, he said, thank you, Clarence Thomas. That is the mayor of Chicago, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Is she here? No, she's not here. Normally, she just appears out of nowhere. Uh, Lori Lightfoot yesterday. No, this was at the LGBT concert this weekend in Chicago where three people were stabbed and three people were shot. 
Yeah, yeah, the uh, Gay Pride Festival. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three people shot and stabbed following the Gay Pride Party in Lightfoot, Chicago. And she screamed F you to, uh, to Clarence Thomas. And she's the leader of the city. Uh, and the day that you think that's cool is the day, uh, honestly, that civilia, civilia, uh, mm, 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 speech, I mean speech, the ability to speak, dies. No, actually, civility dies. Three people were shot, three more stabbed on Saturday at the Gay Pride Parade <laughs> and festivities in Chicago. Three people shot. Yeah, and uh, let's see here. Well, let's see. Stabbing occurred two hours earlier. Fight broke out there. 24-year-old woman was in an argument with two women, got physical, got stabby, got all sorts of stabby. 28-year-old woman got stabbed in the arm, and the 20-year-old guy got shot. And, you know, and another another uh, weekend in uh, Chicago. What a lovely, lovely Chicago. Come to the Gay Rights Festival. Leave with a bullet in your, uh, in your body. That's just the way things work. But that's, that's where we are. That's where we are. The death of civility. Oh, uh, two Austin-area Texas doctors say that uh, 48 hours uh, after Roe v. Wade was released, they are loaded with people wanting to get vasectomies and their tubes tied. Well, that's a way to prevent abortion from happening. That's kind of a way to do it, right? And if I'm not mistaken, the birth control pill, which just, you know, take it once a day. And it's like 99 point whatever percent effective. It's pretty crazy, right? So, uh, you know, to all you guys who've uh, paid for your girlfriend's abortion because you're an a-hole, you could have just done this. Yeah, you could have just done this. So we typically receive about 200 or so calls on a given Friday, Dr. Kushik Shaw said at the Austrian Urology Institute. Then we had over 400 calls to our office just this past Friday, 70 occurring over just the one hour period after Roe v. Wade was passed. I would assume there will be a rush on frozen vegetables. Anyone who's had a vasectomy knows what I'm talking about. You get the surgery, you go home with a bag of frozen corn, and you sit with it in your lap all day. Here is uh, Whoopi Goldberg yesterday on The View, just, I mean, dying like movie vampires, just lashing out in every direction, saying nonsensical things. I'm not saying she's dying literally. I'm just saying that her dreams of Roe v. Wade being forever are dying. One of his, her leftist uh, uh, views that they hold sacred is this, they, they have votive candles with uh, aborted fetuses on the outside. Uh, anyway, here's, uh, here's uh, Rosie O'Donnell, no, Rosie O'Donnell, dear God in heaven, Whoopi Goldberg uh, going off yesterday. On Roe v. Wade. I want people to have the lives they want, but I don't want to force anybody. I don't want anybody coming in my house telling me how to raise my daughter and what she needs. Well, drive your daughter's arse to a state that allows abortion. Because they don't know. These and you live in California, so uh, shut up. And I, and I appreciate everybody's religion, but I do not subscribe. No, I don't think you do. Subscribe to your religion. I don't ask you to subscribe. It's not about religion. It's about a human life, moron. To mine, and you do not have the right you were a fetus too i think or a yoke based on your religious beliefs to tell it's not about religion it's about cons- the constitution that's it religion played no nothing to do with the ruling me because what's next as clarence thomas is signaling mm-hmm. they would like to get rid of contraception mm-hmm. nonsense that's nonsense do you understand sir no because you don't that's have to crazy. use it but that's crazy they don't have to use it well neither do you that is insane. and god help the man who decides to be down with that on the menu gay marriage is, well, is not Oh, yeah, we're going to go after gay marriage next. We're going to be We were not in the Constitution either. Well, we were not even people. Uh, hold on, hold on. She's going to start comparing herself to slaves that, uh, you know, spent their entire lives slaving in fields 
and she's been rich all of her adult life. He is in saying the nothing is pressing anymore. Well, you better like hope Clarence. that they don't. Oh, here's where she uh, compares it to slavery and then goes after Clarence Thomas. Come for you, Clarence, and say you should not be married to your wife oh. who happens to be white. Because I think she did what most Dems do with people of color. He, she unleashed the hounds from the Democrat plantation. If you stray from the Democrats in any way, shape, or form, they send the hounds after you. And they don't come for you, Clarence, and say you should not be married to your wife oh. who happens to be white. Because they will move that. And you better hope that nobody says... Oh, dear God in heaven. Unbelievable. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, last hour of the show. Today, the January 6th uh, committee has a surprise witness. And her name is uh, Cassidy Hutchinson. She served as a senior aide to uh, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. The headline today, J6 committee surprise witness so disgusted by Trump in January the 6th that she was planning to go work for Trump in Florida after the January 6th protest. That's according to the Gateway Pundit. Uh, you know, this is more uh, falderall. This is more BS. This is more uh, amped up nonsense. The uh, if, if the January 6th hearings have not had an impact thus far, and thus far they haven't, what do you suppose today is going to do? Um, you've got uh, uh, the sergeant at arms at the capitol who said that there was an infiltration of trump supporters by left-leaning groups he died last night weird just died he just died you've got uh, protesters who were let in open doors i said from the get-go i said there's a reason why the all of the uh, caterwauling around january 6th on january the 6th there there was a reason for all the self-flagellation from even conservative media types and uh, and it's odd because despite the fact that this was the greatest insurrection in the history of the country since uh, i guess the war of 1812 how are they able to open the capitol two hours later without any damage and how come none of the protesters had guns if it were an insurrection. Well, the FBI already said it wasn't an insurrection. It's all nonsense. It's all just, just nonsense. And then there's the caterwauling with regard to uh, uh, Roe v. Wade. You knew that it was going to go crazy. You knew, and I knew, that this would cause the left in this country to implode. Because for some reason, the left was able to convince people in this country that the true meaning of being a woman is not to carry a child and give birth, but to have the ability to end the pregnancy autonomously. And that was the measure of self-worth. That was the measure of freedom. You have people saying that, that uh, states that are saying no to abortion, you got to go somewhere else. They're comparing them to slave states and women going to other states where abortion is readily available as some sort of an underground railroad. Honestly, it, it, one thing, everything's, everybody's Nazis. The next time, uh, you know, it, it's all about slavery. It's just so ungodly, ridiculous, and stupid. 
Here's uh, Bat Guano Crazy and not terribly bright uh, TV host Mika Brzezinski, who normally just sits next to uh, Joe Scarborough, who has uh, just, I think he has inflatable hair, uh, is, sits there and just kind of nods and goes, you bet, yeah, that's right, okay. Uh-huh. Well, she decided to sound off yesterday, and, and of course she uh, made herself look like a complete moron. I've been hearing from women all over the country and even around the world this is devastating. And Your friends, I guess. And I, you know, they asked me what, what we can do. None of them are probably in the position to uh, uh, need an abortion. And I've got two words. Probably all middle-aged women like you. Please vote. And men. Um, it was Winston Churchill who said that democracy is the worst form of government except for all the others that have been tried. And the same might We're be, not a democracy. be said of the Demo- We're a representative Republican. Democratic Party at this point. Democrats somehow managed to get the most votes and lose the most elections. Nah, nah, I'm going to disagree with on that one. So they need more. Even when they win, they lose. It could be argued that today's Democrats are too weak, too fragile, too woke, too elitist too disconnected from the realities of working Americans. I'm thinking you're uh, pretty much right on all those things. And yet, the Democratic Party is the world's last best hope against fascism. Are you out of your bleeping mind? Do you see what Joe Biden and the Democrats did across the country during COVID? Anyone? Against an extreme autocratic anti-woman, anti-gay, anti-contraception, anti-freedom collection. Those are all lies. Of fascists. She's calling the Supreme Court fascist. This is something that should get her arrested. It is a terroristic threat. Who dominate the Trump wing of today's Republican Party. Oh, I guess I'm a fascist then. A group of fascists. Who even refused don't even know the word fascist, you moron. To investigate the violent riots that their president launched. Riots, riots, riots. First of all, a uh, an impeachment after he left office showed that he had nothing to do with it. Second of all, even MSNBC said that the uh, the insurrection supposedly that wasn't an insurrection started before Donald Trump started speaking, and Donald Trump committed twenty five thousand National Guard troops to Washington D.C. This is a fact that was turned down by Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of Washington D.C. on January sixth to overthrow a legitimately elected president. Okay, again, a word salad of lies. Why? Because they are fascists. Okay, she, she learned the new word fascist, I guess, the other day. Maybe she was hanging around. She had her latest issue of Cosmo or People in Style, and I think they might have had a little uh, sidebar there that had a definition of, it'd be like the new word of the day. You know, they do those little tips for you if you're not talking about summer salads or, you know, delightful hats for, uh, you know, uh, the, the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Uh, they have uh, the word of the day, and this week it was uh, fascism. Fascism. Now, uh, I expect this from, uh, from uh, the, uh, uh, you know, Dumb as a box of rocks, Mika Brzezinski. I mean, I, re, come on. Not a terribly smart person. Joe Scarborough seems to be intelligent, but he has sold his soul. I'm not sure exactly what for, a piece of some sort of monetary gain or, you know, something else. But anyway, he's kind of sold his soul. I'm still trying to figure out S.E. Cup. Remember S.E. Cup? She's one of these bright, these bright new conservative rising stars. She's a millennial. And then she sold her soul. Now, I'll just tell you right now, guys, and I, and I mean this in all sincerity. You as a conservative in the last, well, couple decades 
have been under attack for from the left. Uh, my predecessor, Mr. Rush Limbaugh, who I wrote for for over 20 years, endured all sorts of slings and arrows for his beliefs, for his not only his beliefs being right, by the way, 99 point whatever percent of the time, but also vocalizing them. He became an enemy of the people, an enemy of the state. And uh, a lot of people, when they switch their ideology or they betray conservatism, a lot of the times you and I look at, I'm done. Mike Pence, done, right? If you look at the gauge of conservatism and standing for conservative principles, constitutional principles, once you betray that to us, that is a crack in the dam. And all it's going to take is a little nudging to begin a complete switch to the other side of the political persuasion. And we've seen this time and time and time again. I'll mention some media figures. Uh, Fox News, Brett Baer, on election night, I couldn't believe what I saw. That they announced that Arizona had been won before anybody else. They completely poo-pooed any uh, idea that there may have been some sort of uh, uh, election steal going on despite mounds of evidence. And we saw Fox News, Brett Baer's show particularly, lose all sorts of credibility. We saw the same thing with, with uh, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Wallace, uh, uh, Chris Wallace, with regard to uh, one of the debates that he hosted between Biden and Trump. He, he revealed himself as a uh, left-leaning politico. And you were done with him. I'm not going to do that, guys. I'm grounded in what I believe. It has taken my entire adult life to get here. And I've got there through reason, research, and common sense. And I'm not going to betray you that way. I don't understand how somebody can be devoted to the ideology of conservatism and do what S.E. Cup did yesterday on CNN. Here is this once young Turk conservative completely jumping ship and using disinformation, I won't say disinformation, lies to support the left's side of the political equation. It's hard to imagine the Republican Party surviving this. Uh, I want to keep this audio until the day after the election and rub it in her face. Um, between anti-abortion, anti-LGBTQ. No, it's, it's a lie. Uh, we are not anti-LGBTQ, not one little bit. We just have a problem with four-year-olds being taught about sex and sexuality and 10-year-olds being given uh, some uh, uh, hormones that prevent puberty and then uh, having them get mutilated for life. Book banning. Yeah, only books that have child porn in them, like Lawn Boy. Anti-democracy. I mean, at, uh, that's just, I don't even know where the hell she pulled that. At all of the regressive bullshit, uh, garbage, sorry, to this, I don't take that back, um, add it all together, and I don't know who's left in the future, in future generations to be drawn to this. How do you forsake your beliefs like this unless they were never real, Right. I mean, I think AOC is a tool, but she's very, very committed to her uh, idea of where America should be, and that is Marxism and communism. And she's not giving that up, man. She never leans toward conservative whatsoever. But here is S.E. Cup, all in and all done on all the talking points of the radical left. Party. If you look back at 2016, I think people voted for Trump for a wide array of reasons. 
some of them garbage, but some of them legitimately. Not, no, not at all, actually. They voted for Donald Trump because they believed he would affect the change that he promised. And he did. And the reason why so many people are still loyal to him is because he did. Economic or even foreign policy. I think the people voting for more Trump, more MAGA now are really motivated by very few reasons. And really? so there are fewer of them. And when you imagine, oh, there's only like 70 million of us. Imagine that uh, I think for the first time, maybe we should ask Jeff Tubin. A generation will be able to say my parents had a right that I don't have today. Yeah, abortion was never a right. And Jeff Tubin, uh, probably uh, probably not in on the conversation. He might be having a little alone time over here with his computer. I don't know if I'd go to that live shot right now. Yeah. Uh, we will get to Mike. You will be up next. Also, if you want to call 800-922-6680, this is The Rob Carson Show. SS by Tanix set sail on January 20th, 2021. Now she's taking on water in a big way. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right, so more abortion madness on the way. I don't know if you know this, but today, Ghislaine or uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, she gets uh, sentenced today. She was uh, Jeffrey Epstein's confidant and a bookkeeper, I guess. Maxwell, don't tell about your trial it won't end well it won't end well bill clinton flew on the lolita express abstain sex please 25 times together jeff and i were often seen often seen yeah. i warn you i warn you i warn you vindictive i can be and so can hillary Look what happened to the folks who crossed her and me. There's a body count there. Must I explain to mention me would truly be insane, be <laughs> insane, my Elaine. Oh, it's Elaine. It's so out remember, it. honey, mom's word when it comes to your old buddy, Bill. Repeat after me. What trip to India? There you go. That is uh, Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's, whipping out his uh, Bill Clinton. <laughs> That's uh, probably not the best way to put it. <clears throat> because uh, Helene Maxwell is going to be uh, sentenced today, and uh, she's under assisted suicide watch. Because uh, there are a lot of people who want to assist her in her suicide. So let's go to Mike in Nottingham, Maryland. Hello there, Mike. I know you've been holding for a while. Thank you, brother. What's Hi, on your Rob, mind today? I don't know how I follow that. That was so good. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to say my wife and I uh, were so happy with the Supreme Court decision on June 24th. Uh, we decided to get off the sidelines and get in the game. And uh, yesterday uh, I was in contact with a uh, representative from National Right to Life, and I gave him my banking information, and for life we're going to give $50 per month uh, to the National Right to Life. I think that's uh, that's great, Mike. And you know, you know, you're dealing with evil people 
when they are shrieking. Uh, there was a guy yesterday who went viral saying, I want to kill babies. Uh, I love killing babies. You had uh, one woman say she was intentionally going to get pregnant so she could have the abortion. A couple months ago at the Right to Life March in Washington, D.C., a woman, a leftist, showed up and literally took an RU486 on camera saying that she had been impregnated and she was committing the abortion. This is how sick, sick, sick they are to become radically violent against those who would just say, hey, we know you're going through the most traumatic event that someone could go through, and that is an unplanned pregnancy. Can we offer you some advice? Can we offer you some light at the end of the tunnel? And that light may, may be you know, having your baby and maybe giving your a child up for adoption, uh, but, but it's, it's about life. It's not what they're promising you, which is violence and hatred and burning things down and all of this. It's, it's just ridiculous, Mike. Mike, thanks for doing that, particularly Thank in Maryland, because Maryland is an awful state with regard to uh, abortion um, and basically allowing it up to uh, the birth of the child. And that's unexcusable. It's sickening. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, this is kind of interesting. Here is Stacey Abrams. Uh, her big talent is stealing elections. Stacey Abrams said there should be no limits on abortion whatsoever. I want to be in the room when Stacey Abrams witnesses the videotape of a partial birth abortion. I do. I want her to have to watch it and then hear what she has to say. Do you support any limitation on abortion or does it do you think that women should have the right to have an abortion all the way up to nine months i believe an abortion is a medical decision and i believe that that should be that involves another human being a choice made between a doctor it's not an appendix and a woman it's not a tumor and, and in consultation with her yeah, I said family but i think the challenge that we have is that we keep putting this in a political space this is a medical decision that's a medical decision it's a very bad medical decision for the fetus and the medical choice and it wasn't made by the fetus is it should be made should be governed it's not going to be hey fetus listen here's the deal you know you got a potential of life here or get completely shredded and sucked out in a tube what do you think Okay, hands not raising. By what is best for that. Oh, it's trying to suck its thumb. Woman and what is best at the suggestion of and advice of their doctor. Wow, that's, uh, that's, pretty, uh, that's pretty evil, actually. Now, here's Sunny Hostin, who's uh, not known as the brightest bulb on The View. She's supposedly a lawyer. And uh, she actually, are you ready for this? Sit down, sit down, sit down. She says abortion should be illegal in every case. I know, I know. Sonny Hostin. You know, um, and, and I think our viewers know this. Um, I don't believe in abortion um, at any time. I don't believe in any exception to it. Um, I don't believe it. No, even incest. No, I don't. I don't. And 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 that's considered very. She still has a job today. Radical and and for many people, and it's because I'm Catholic, and that's my faith. Oh, it's because she's so left leaning on everything else. Um, and, you know, the justices, there are six Catholics on the bench. Um, and there will be two Protestants because uh, the there's no mention of Catholicism or religion or God in their ruling. Newest Justice Katanji um, Brown Jackson is Protestant and there'll be one person of Jewish faith. Um, and so this has always been a very difficult discussion for me. But what is not difficult for me is the fact that this is an activist Supreme Court, and they should not be deciding the law based on their faith. They didn't. They didn't decide it on their faith. You are absolutely wrong. 
And, yeah. Well, look at the plot, because uh, Sonny Hostin talked. Uh, yeah. Just, and there's that guy standing there with the sign that says applaud. Um, and even though I agree with Alito on the sanctity of life, I, um, and, 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 and he is clearly against abortion because yeah. he's had well, this man. No, 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 no. It was purely constitutional. Uh, Roe v. Wade was a terrible uh, act of jurisprudence, and the left and the right knew this was going to happen. But now they're catawalling and acting like it was some sort of a uh, gloriously written uh, piece of uh, jurisprudence when it wasn't. It was always awful. It was always wrong. And here's what you do. You return abortion to the states. There you go. That's why we live in uh, the United States of America. If you don't like the way things are in one state, you move to another. All right, there you go. If you lived in New York, you had to move if you wanted a concealed carry permit. Now women will have to visit another state to get an abortion. Oh, my God. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Last half hour, right ahead. There's nothing like Audio Slave. It's my favorite song in my entire life. It's called uh, Show Me How to Live for uh, a number of reasons. It's a great song. I look to music for uh, a lot of my inspiration in my life. Um, a lot of that life. Uh, a lot of that life. A lot of that music uh, just happens to be really hard rock. <laughs> but not all of it. But uh, Show Me How to Live by Audio Slave, about 20 year old song. It's, uh, it's a wonderful song. It's, it's, it's interesting. It has some interesting religious connotations. I'll just put it that way. See, I'm uh, adopted, and I was given up for adoption, I just found out, because my mother was sexually assaulted. And I was uh, given up for adoption. And uh, the song, Show Me How to Live, the line is, um, you gave me life, now show me how to live. And uh, I just think it's uh, an amazing commentary on life and how we're dropped here. And we are suddenly aware of ourselves. And then suddenly we are made aware of our enormous uh, fragility and the uh, short amount of time that we're here. And it's kind of like asking God, well, you gave me life, now show me how to live. And uh, anyway, so yeah, it's, a, it's a good song. It just, I, I, I listen, uh, you know, I listen for the lyrics. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Kind of interesting, uh, Sergeant at Arms of the Senate, uh, Michael Stenger, uh, died yesterday. Uh, he was in charge of the Capitol on January the 6th, and he had said uh, in 2021 in February, the Senate Homeland Security uh, Committee, he said that uh, the role of professional agitators need to be investigated. You know, he said investigators should be considered as to funding and travel of what appears to be professional agitators, uh, and he's dead today. It's kind of weird how that happens. And then, of course, there's this emergency uh, meeting of the J6 committee. They've tried to, uh, and pr- essentially, uh, figuratively, the, you know, uh, shot their wad with regard to all of their evidence and all of their blockbuster testimony on day one about three weeks ago, and nothing good has happened since. But today they're bringing Cassidy Hutchinson, an aide to Donald Trump, who after January the 6th said she was so disgusted by January the 6th that she asked Donald Trump for a job. Yeah, there is that. There is that. It's a big nothing sandwich. 
It might be a nothing panini. You know, it could be that. Uh, paninis are always great. You could put anything in panini, and you just press it in that sandwich. And it, oh, my God, you could put a shoe in there and just spray it with a little olive oil, maybe a little butter, like that. And that thing tastes good. And a panini press, my God, in heaven. So it's, uh, it's like a big nothing panini. Kind of a nothing panini. Oh, oh, yeah. And then, of course, John Eastman, the, uh, the uh, a lawyer for Donald Trump, his election lawyer, was ambushed uh, last week by the FBI getting out of a restaurant. He put his hands up. The FBI said, we need your phone. We need your phone. We need your phone. He said, show me your warrant. Show me your warrant. He put his arms in the air. The FBI official on the, uh, the other side on his six uh, grabbed the uh, phone out of his phone carrier on his belt, you know, not much for fashion, held it up like he had a prize, like this is what we are here for. And John Eastman said, give me the warrant, show me the warrant. And he showed me, he showed him part of a warrant, took his phone anyway. And then oddly enough, yesterday, suddenly the JSEC said they have new evidence. Weird how that happens. Now, this is an illegally acquired phone with all of his clients' information, personal information, virtually, uh, essentially getting inside of his home, inside of his office without a warrant. And the FBI working with the Biden administration, working with J6, that's why the FBI needs to go away after this election. I'm not joking. It needs to be figuratively blown up and reinvented. It needs to be investigated and people need to go to jail. Jackbooted Stasi thugs need to go to jail. That said, the uh, committee, which is nothing more than a trial, with only the prosecution presenting evidence, no rebuttal from the defense, no defense at all, no evidence from the defense, and the trial is sent to the jury without comment. If you're cool with that, then there's no hope for you. Hey, you know what? I'm loving Carrie Lake. You know Carrie Lake? Carrie Lake is running for uh, governor in the state of Arizona. And one of the reasons why she's so good handling the media is that she was a media member for 25 years of her career, and now she's running for governor. I'm going to share some audio of her giving Brett Bear a little what fur yesterday. I'm going to share that in a second. But here Carrie Lake is yesterday at an Arizona election uh, a meeting. It was about uh, election integrity. They have uncovered all sorts of evidence of election integrity in the state of Arizona. Here she is with a departing comment. Their days are numbered. It all ends. We're going to go out and vote August 2nd like our lives depend on it. And we're going to actually show them the door on November 8th, right? Now, she is a uh, big uh, election integrity uh, fan. She's been championing the, uh, the, the thought that uh, Joe Biden stole the election in 2020. Now, I like to say that I believe that happened. Why? Because I'm not stupid. And I have a lot of evidence. And I'm trying to figure out why, even if it's wrong, I can't have an opinion on it. I can't have an opinion on it. Big social media, the Democrat Party, and the mainstream media said, I can't question the election. No matter what kind of evidence comes out, I can't have an opinion. Now, when in history have you been told that you cannot have an opinion in a country that is ruled with the First Amendment, that allows you and people born here and citizens of this country to enjoy freedom of association and speech like the world has never seen before? And yet the Democrat Party, for political reasons, and the mainstream media and big social media in the last two years decided that one of the most sacred parts 
of what has made us the greatest country, the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind, having an opinion is now verboten. It is now disinformation. And last night, Kari Lake wanted to talk about 2,000 Mules, a movie that has the story of 2,000 election mules harvesting ballots around the country using the same techniques the FBI used to round up J6 protesters, including Trump's attorney this weekend. Here's Kari Lake being asked by Brett Baer, not about election integrity, which is one of her platforms, but about uh, her stance on uh, drag queens reading in schools, uh, her comments on not sexualizing children with curricula between the ages of four and nine, and Brett Bear decides to go after her because apparently there was a party where she was pictured with a man dressed in drag. And Kari Lake said, uh, no, I'm not going to let you do this. This is the quote. Arizona GOP gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, who has attacked drag queens as dangerous. Now, this is from the, uh, the said female impersonator. Uh, this person was not a drag queen, but a female impersonator who dressed as Marilyn Monroe at a birthday party. The children attended the shows of drag queen Richard Stevens for more than 20 years and once hired him to perform at her home. Do you care to address that? I do care. I actually do care to address that, and I'm really shocked. I'm actually appalled that Fox News would take defamatory story like that, and we are pursuing legal action against this drag queen. I'm appalled that you would bring that up when you have not talked about our stolen election. You failed to talk about We just spent three that. questions, Ms. Lake, talking about this. Nah, you guys banned talking about 2,000 mules and other election chicanery. I just you asked you a number of questions about it. I played the Arizona this House is Speaker. The first of let's adjust, this is let's the address first of this story that's in the Washington Post. Every candidate takes wow. tough stories. I'm asking you to I'm, respond I'm to it to if you'd like it. to. I'm happy to address it, but I, I'm really disappointed I'm, in Fox. I thought you were a little better than CNN. Wow, 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 wow. Oh, Brett, buddy. Woo! That's kind of like getting in trouble at home, like getting in the cookies and mom coming home. And instead of just like, you know, punishing you for stealing the cookies, just kind of dressing you down for why you did it. And he's never been in my home. He says he's been in my home for a drag show. That's ludicrous. He's never wait, 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 wait. She said he, she is transphobic. Never been in my home. He's lied. We tried. Oh, to wait, no. He was a guy who dresses like a woman for birthday parties and then goes back to dressing like a guy. To serve him defamation papers. Okay. And he's so shady that we can't even track him down because he's not even welcome at the places well, what that if, he works. I'm sorry, but this is the last question I'm going to ask. What about these pictures of you with him? Richard Stevens. Brent, and the what about the, is, the post? I've performed for Carrie's birthday. I've performed in her home. That's not I've true. I've performed for her at that's some of true. the seediest bars in Phoenix. I don't want to ask these. Oh, no, please. Whatever you do, Brett, don't look into the evidence. Just take the uh, shady drag queen side of the story. Questions? I asked you to address them. I, that's actually, it. I think, you, I think you do want to ask them, but you don't want to ask about 2,000 mules. I think you do want to ask about this. This is absolutely ludicrous. I'm, I'm talking about drag shows in schools. This is what triggered this man. Somebody who goes to a drag show with female impersonators is one thing. We don't want our tax money going into drag shows at school. Okay. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think Brett Bear has talked to Joe Biden about uh, Tara Reid. Hey, I understand and what you're making a difference the there, but you're I'm saying his allegations yeah. are wrong. Is what you're saying? Yes, I am. Finally, here's Carrie Lake with Brett Bear on Fox last night. And I'm really, I'm really appalled 
that you would spend time on a false story like that. It's shocking. Well, I think it's, 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 ask, it's important to have opponent. candidates address things that are coming up that might affect uh, a race. True. And I thought you would appreciate that. But you didn't that. ask my opponent, the establishment opponent who was here last week, you didn't ask her about her votes to allow illegal alien students to get a lower tuition than American students. Now, we want to know about a drag queen performing at your birthday party. That's what. That's the future of America. Didn't ask her about okay. the 70 plus times that she raised tuition on American students. You didn't ask her any tough questions. That's and not here true. you have me on and you try to bring a defamatory story out. It's really sad. I Ms. thought Lake, there was hope. I really appreciate your time. Uh, we thought we'd address all issues that are on the table. That is Even stuff that doesn't matter to anybody. Oh, and here's one more uh, uh, soundbite. I forgot I had a fourth one from Carrie Lake. I think that Arizona citizens, voters, want to spend a lot of time looking at 2020 instead of looking forward from 2022 and on. Now, that is the uh, that is the narrative right now, is that Republicans are frustrated and angry at Trump for looking back at 2020. No, they want the answers from 2020 as to uh, uh, Joe Biden getting 81 million votes, ungodly unlikely that he did with no campaign at all. I'm with them every single day. We draw record crowds. Number one issue, because they know every other issue from inflation to the a border being wide open, not being able to afford um, gas and, and groceries, all stems from this corrupt election. We want an election day, not an election month. 100%. We want paper ballots and we want to get rid of these electronic voting machines, which is why I'm involved in a federal case right now. There was a point where you couldn't even say the voting machine companies involved for threats of billion dollar lawsuits. Did you know? that including against mike lindell and uh, suddenly those, those those suits have been dropped now to get them banned here in arizona all we want brett is honest elections for our children and grandchildren we want honest elections for democrats mm -hmm. independents and republicans when it comes to what many of us believe happened in 2020 there is no statute of limitations and we're not going to let it go you wouldn't either you wouldn't either. All right, so coming up, I want to talk a little bit about the economy going into the 4th of July weekend, how much more you're going to be spending for everything. <laughs> yes, among other things. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break, um, and we will get to Mike in a moment. This is the Rob Carson Show. Stick around. snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day it's the rob carson show have you uh checked out newsmax i've got a lot of people they tell me they're watching more and more newsmax and it's because we don't change our stripes as hosts by the way um, and I do a show. It's a weekend show. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World? It is a comedy show. Uh, the record with Greta Von Susteren is on at 6 o'clock Eastern. Now, by the way, she broadcasts live from Washington, D.C. with all the facts you need to know. Uh, make the switch tonight. Greta Von Susteren tonight at 6 o'clock. And if you'd like more info on the show, just text the word Greta to 39747, 39747, G-R-E-T-A. If you do that, that'd be, uh, that'd be huge. Let's go to uh, Mike in PG County, which is in the great state of Maryland. Would even be greater if uh, Democrats weren't in charge. But, Mike, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. How you doing? Thanks for taking me. Yeah, first thing I just wanted to say is I think you're very brave to talk about how you came into this world and under what circumstances. And I think there's a lot of people out there, more than you probably know, that share some kind of similarity with that and find comfort in that. So I just wanted to say that off the bat. 
Thank you. The second thing I want to mention to you is these two rulings from the Supreme Court. I'm a registered independent. Yes. The reason that I voted for Donald Trump was to place, I thought, one to two Supremes that ended up being three. And then the 460-some-odd federal judges that he placed. That's the best insurance we have going forward at normalcy, regardless who's president, who's running Congress, and the whole bit. And that's why I would vote for him again to do exactly the same thing, to add to what he's already contributed to. And we're seeing the benefits by the gun ruling and now the uh, right-to-life ruling, and, and that's where we are. I just wanted to share that with you. Mike, you are uh, 100% right, and he did what he said he was going to do, didn't he? And, and you know what? Yeah, he, no, absolutely. He, he changed no, he the world. He changed like, the country. I don't like how he talks. I don't like what comes out yeah. of his mouth sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't get to that spot without climbing to the top. That's fine. But I don't care about personality. I want action and results. Yeah. And, and yeah. by placing these justices, that's results-oriented. By lowering my taxes, by lowering the price of gasoline, that's results-oriented, period, end of story. So I'd rather have someone file in the mouth and produces than someone who's a sweet talker and throws the country into the into the pits of hell. One hundred percent. I can deal with mean tweets. I don't even mind them. I like them actually. Thanks for the call, Mike. And I want to mention Thanks. something also. Something that happened to me that I didn't expect. Uh, over a month ago, I went to Baltimore to do my first public appearance, the ticketed event as a nationally syndicated talk radio host, and I got a, about a five-minute standing ovation. I was blown away. It was more than I could have ever dreamed of. It was more than I ever could have dreamed of to know that my words have an impact on some of you, hopefully many of you. And one person came up to me. Oh, this is going to be hard. And she said, Rob, there are a group of people, including me out there, who were the product of a sexual assault, were the product of rape. And all of our lives we've been told that if a mother decides to kill us, then we're worthless. We're worthless. And this woman was a rape survivor. Not a rape survivor. She was, her mother was raped and she was given up for adoption. And she said, my entire life I've carried that around with me like I was worthless because if you can... You know, there's one of the exceptions to uh, uh, no abortion, and that is the rape and incest. And I'm not here to make a decision for a woman who's been sexually assaulted. All I know is that my mother was. And she kept me, and she gave me up for adoption, and I wish I could have met her before she died. You're not worthless. You're here. You gave me life. Now show me how to live. go to Anthony at Fort Meade. Anthony, you got about 45 seconds. Go, my friend. Anthony, are you there? Okay, I guess he dropped off. Anthony, call back tomorrow. You gave me life. Now show me how to live. None of us are put on this planet. We just wake up. Well, we're put on the planet, but we just wake up and we realize that we are. And then we have to deal with our mortality and we have to deal with this mortal coil. It's not bad to look up and say, you gave me life, please show me how to live. <sighs> Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. I was just looking at the lyrics to uh, Audio Slave, Show Me How to Live. Uh, very Christ-like in its nature. Nail in my hand from my creator. 
You gave me life. Now show me how to live. And listen to this. And in the quiet and in the afterbirth on the quiet earth, let the stains remind you. Uh, and then there's another. Uh, and in your waiting hands, I will land and roll out of my skin. And in your final hours, I will stand ready to begin. That to me portends the, uh, the afterlife. But nail in my hand for my creator. You gave me life. Now show me how to live. Yeah. And I'm going to make my own decisions. But anyway, if you get a chance to check out the song, it's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, I love these. Uh, I love music, by the way. I just absolutely love it. <sighs> Didn't get to everything today. We'll have much more tomorrow. I wish Andrew Giuliani the best in the New York primary. God bless you and your family and the unborn. And until tomorrow, whatever you do, please don't catch the stupid. See you then.